Oh, that's genius. That snort was so bassy. The bass tones. Are we doing it or what? Mighty, mighty bass tones. All right, we're doing it. So uh, I'm going to, I think this is still the intro. If it's not the intro button, we've got a problem. But after that, I have a topic that I've told no one about. Fan-fucking-tastic. I'll establish the topic. You guys talk about said topic. I'll probably have to edit this, so. David, you coming in? Sit down. You yeah. might be tagged in halfway through this podcast. You'd David, come on. Down. You can, you know what? <laughs> I feel like sit you could somewhere be, where you can get tagged in real quick. You know, we're playing football. Like, like be warmed up. If you have got something to say to the out. dick, go ahead and say it. Yeah. You know, your time to shine. All right, here we go. He's two drinks away from that. Welcome to the podcast that is guaranteed to improve not only your photography, but your mind, body, and spirit as well. Full of interviews with the top image makers in the industry, where we talk photography, drink whiskey, and fill up the bathtub with high life and PBR. So grab a juice box and a handful of unsalted almonds and get ready for the show. We are back at it with the podcast. Thank you for joining us. I have quite the lineup tonight. I'm going to go left to right in order of height. We've got Monique Holder, the stylist from this shoot this week, who's put together the wardrobe. We've got Barbie Dawn, who's been modeling from us. We've created this incredible tutorial and also the man, the myth, the legend. Johnny Edward Johner, Johnerson <laughs> Edward Yeah you know, oftentimes I, I I think your last name's Edwards plural do you get that a lot Yeah I do it's singular I have two first names in in fact yeah. Edward's not my last name so All right so the the topic of this podcast which we're doing multiple this week during the CGI reverse compositing tutorial is style and as the least stylish person here I want to Throw this out here with a stylist, a model, and a fashion photographer. Where are we at with style, guys? What's the te- current temperature of style? Oh, that's tough, but I feel like the 80s are coming back. And even if they're not, I'm still going to be wearing things that are like from the 80s. So that's where I'm at. What makes you think it's the 80s now? Where, where I don't do you know. See Maybe that? I'm just obsessed with like Stranger Things in the weekend, and so I'm just like all about it, but... I really like the 80s. I don't know. I know. Color gel. Like, what do you think of when you think of the 80s? Like, what's I your 80s? I think, like, the, I'm wearing, like, yellow shade sunglasses right now, high-waisted pants, quirky tops, you know, Vans or Converse shoes with socks that are cool. Do you think know. you're doing that because everybody else is wearing um, clothes that look like from, you know, 2020 or 2021? And is it like merely a, a rebellion like on the current out. trends? Yeah. I don't even care. I'm going to jump on it. Even if it's a rebellion, I'm That's all over it. That's fair. Yeah. What about you, Sideburns? <laughs> well, I mean, I'd like to say that I think coming out of COVID, at least what I've seen so far is that people are like returning to some semblance of individualism. And that is to say, I don't see a definitively discernible trend like in people outside of the fashion world, which I think is amazing. It seems like people are just kind of showing up as they are. And whether that's, you know, frumpy or fucking fashionable, they're just being authentic. And that's everything to me. So I typically try to like go against the trends. If I feel like if it's trendy, I'm probably not going to buy it. I'm probably going to, you know, and I usually I mean, I might use a piece of it as a part of my outfit, but I don't really I don't know. Why stick to one trend when you can, like, take pieces from all the different eras of your life? Or yeah. One thing I don't think I'll ever understand is why polka dots are always, like, in fashion. They're always a thing, and I just don't even get, like, I saw, like, a 30-year-old wearing this polka dotted dress, and I'm just like, aren't we over this? That's the one thing in fashion. I'm like, we can get rid of that. Big polka dots. Like the big ones or yeah. the tiny ones? The I big mean, ones? kind of both, but, like, the bigger ones. Do you have, like, a size cutoff for polka dots that, you know, where you start to get kind of clearly frustrated? I guess so. I don't know. They just irk me. Do polka dots all have to be the same size to be polka dots? If they're That's different size circles, does it become something else? I don't know. Is there an exception know. to the polka dot rule? Are uh, there yeah, no, I'd like to understand This is David Parrish, by the way. Yeah, other David, people? Just, like, David. Yeah, like, David. 
He just sat see, on my lap and started talking. It's like weird. when I see like Puddles the sad clown, I feel like he's entitled to polka dots. That's his thing. So, so you have to you have to earn your dots. I'm Is that what asking, you're saying? Are there exceptions to the polka and dot rule? I think I would I would argue and say that they have to be a certain color range tone. Well, if their pantyhose are cute, everything like, in moderation. Clowns pantyhose so are cute. A little no, no, flash no. of it, dot. like maybe yeah. if if you're wearing like hose or like yeah. you know. Uh, because everybody loves hose, <coughs> yeah. and you got yeah. socks or something like that. You got you got a little flash of it. So can polka dots? Can they touch and still be polka dots, or do they need to be evenly spaced apart? I think that becomes some sort of like amorphous kind of pseudo amoeba thing. Yeah, they clowns def- technically wear polka dots, but it's color, and sometimes they overlap. Is that still polka dots? I would. I don't know. Clowns are fucking horrible, regardless. So mm-hmm. I, I don't. I, I'm Is not going to engage this. We're gonna get hate mail over that, but yeah, keep going. Stylish. This this is <laughs> our clowns political <laughs> style episode. Oh my god! <laughs> they are a group. They have a union. Have you ever heard of the clown union? Thankfully, no. Yeah, me no. neither. I, I have made it up. I have better things to do with my life. So, Johnny, um, how do you define your style? Because I feel like you have a unique, like I mean, it's it's. I would definitely call it the Edward, um, and I feel like you have like this very unique flavor of adapting your own individual style like even though I, I can't really say other than bold prints and like classic gentleman looks like what is your how do you define your style I mean as cliche as it sounds I think it's eclectic you know I'm, I'd, I'd like to think that we as individuals are dynamic and I don't think that we are the same person on any given day you know when someone's like I'm in a different mood today like essentially you are a different person when you are in that different mood I love that and so I like to be representative of that so I mean it can span something from super modern and punky and punchy to something that's you know out of peaky blinders and and it's all me um so I just like to be representative of my own individualism Do you think style is an armor or an expression I think it's both and I think it can be either Um, some days I literally wear what I wear because I don't want to reveal what's inside of me. And some days I wear what I wear because I am revealing what is inside of me. Examples. Wow. I mean, I can't talk about it publicly, Gary, but last night. Come on. You can. Come on. No. I've signed the waiver. (laughs) Just like when I go to the gas station in pajamas to get like, you know, a liter. Yeah. Yeah. No, that happens quite often actually. And to get like. A liter of Dr Pepper and like a hot dog. That sounds that's like a, a form of morning. expression. I'm not particularly, pre- you know, super proud of. But no, I, I think when I'm, <laughs> I think when I'm wearing like those old timey kind of classic gentleman looks, that's a big part of who I am. Just because I'm driven by this idea of romanticism, you know, an old world bit where you know times were slower. And I mean, I'm not even going to get into the politics of that. We're just going to cut this aside here. But just in terms of style, style of cars and homes and you know, this element of everything was expressive. So that is me. And I'd say the more overtly grandiose that I get and loud, that's generally me kind of retreating back into a place where I'm like, okay, now there's this facade and people see that and there's no attempt to kind of move through it. So it's it that that's armor in that case, the louder I get. I love that. I love that. All right, so this week, can you lay out what we kind of, did and what the objective was yeah so i feel very grateful to be here for this i'm kind of um getting introduced to something and also banging my head against a wall relative to something that i've really never been exposed to um so this is really about portraiture but on a broader scale photography and the intersection of photography and cgi so at this point we're looking at not only what is real but what is imagined and being able to combine those together in a way that is cohesive Um, so we've been working with Dustin, who is absolutely amazing and Jeff and this whole team to actually shoot stuff. That's kind of portrait oriented, kind of editorial, kind of, you know, fashion, and then integrating it into these, uh, I guess for lack of better phrasing, CGI landscapes and seeing what this interplay can do, but also what it represents potentially is sort of an evolutionary step in photography as an art form, uh, on a commercial level, but also on kind of a fine art and personal level. And it's been, it's been crazy. So for me, in the last few years, the term CGI has changed what I picture when I hear that word. In the last six months, maybe since that we've been doing it, has that changed for you? And have you like started 
just thinking about it differently? And if so, then why? Absolutely. I mean, previous to this, my, my whole concept of CGI was literally like really shitty Hollywood movies, but also Lord of the Rings, which I love, which I think was effective CGI where it wasn't overblown. Um, but seeing that it's, I don't want to say consumer level accessible, but to me, I didn't think that was something that I could integrate into my work or workflow. And now knowing that this is something that I could kind of make my own and that we're right on the cusp of, you know, even being able to learn, um, in an accessible format is, is kind of crazy. You know, it was, it was really in the periphery before and now it's literally right in front of me. So, um, I've never been one to address trends purely for the idea of trending, but at the same time, I think that this offers, you know, photographers a huge, um, I guess, amount of possibility, uh, infinitely, really, in terms of what they can create, not only what they can create, but what they can offer to their, you know, clients or, or whomever they're working with. So, Johnny, did you have a studio space? Like, you, you got one recently, right? Yeah. yeah so, just, where, where did you shoot before that? I was in shared studio spaces. So, I'm sure a lot of people out there right now can relate to this. It's kind of like, um, you know, being in a frat or sorority house or something like that. It's ridiculous. The I was place, never in one, but I was like an honorary kind of, you know. Well, I think even 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 from the <laughs> outside looking hanging. in, <laughs> we, I, we can relate to this pop culture ideal of it. I mean, it was just dirty and there were people doing things that were just kind of whatever. And Say more. Um <laughs> As in, you loved it. No, I didn't. I actually loathed it. Um, mm. But I think for me, I stayed in those bits because I mean, we're all of us as artists, I think, tend to be very self-loathing. So there was this thing where I'm like, I don't really deserve my own space. I'm not good enough for my own space. And uh, like for so many people, last year is very challenging to me. And I kind of walked into this year, and I'm like, well, it's it's now or never. You know, I'm like, I'm going to go full-fledged into what I'm doing as an artist and a professional, or I'm just going to let this go. And move on in my life. And I decided to just kind of jump head first into it. And luckily I landed, you know, in water and not on concrete. In bourbon. I mean, it was called bourbon, not water. And good for you because like life is so short. It's too short. So I feel like if you're going to go after anything, whether it's a career or a passion or whatever, like why not go all the way? Absolutely. You were talking about this earlier. And it's, I think it's one of those things, you know, it's one of those tropes that's very easy to say, but very hard to live. Yeah. Like so many things in life. And that's kind of where I came to. And and now, you know, I'm, I'm back here with, with pro edu and doing this and being on the podcast again. So it feels like in a way, um, because of what was going on in my own life and the world, life got put on pause. And now I feel like the play button has been hit again. And I'm just, I'm here for it, whatever that means. Can we go around the table and a very short answer. What have you learned in the last year in one sentence or less? Which way should I go? Mo or Johnny? Johnny. I'll go to Johnny first. What have you learned in the last 18 months even? Like it's, it's been a hell of a ride. Where are you at? Cliches, it sounds gratitude. You know, so many people have lost so much and I've lost so much and then I've gained so much. So for everything, just waking up every day, like literally being like, I'm alive, I'm here and, and embracing all of that. So just being grateful for, for all of this, the good and the bad, the ugly, the beautiful, kind of like the, the poetic bit that is life. It was a really wow, long deep. run on sentence, but yeah, you, you fit it good. in. You know, that is the, that is the <laughs> shortest <laughs> sentence I could possibly. No, no, it was good. It was put good. out there. Donna. Um, what about you? I don't know. My first thought was like dick or sex because, you know, quarantine. But, you know, after hearing that, I'm going to go with um, probably. You can be grateful for dick. I just want to say that. Right, right, like, right. That's totally true, cool. true, true. But yours yeah. was very, you know, um, inspiring. Um, I, I don't know. That I'm could, a social yours could also be inspiring. <laughs> I, 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 just put I won't that go off on that rant. But I would say, like, I'm a super social butterfly. So, like, for me, not being able to be around all my friends who I care about so much was really hard. So just being grateful and realizing again, how short life is and how much you should care about the people around you, um, has stuck out the most and just being grateful for those moments when I can hang out with people, you know, I'll never like forget COVID because it's made me even more grateful, uh, for the times that I have with the people that I care about so much. And then, just being able to give someone a hug now. It's so good being fully yeah, vaccinated right? and being able to be like, oh my God, yes. and just be there with them. I never thought I'd be so grateful for that. Do you yeah. think twice about like who you should hug and who you shouldn't? Like, Absolutely. Oh, oh my God, oh my all God. the time. But since I'm fully vaxxed and I wear my mask all the time, I feel like I still sometimes, even if I can tell they're like, I I don't know, I'm a touchy person. So I'm just going to start go like anyway. full on running towards people I haven't seen in a while. Like, oh my you God, know yes. it's coming from like 30 they're yards away. Uh, like, oh you're my God. We're probably going to fall over. <laughs> Yeah. So if you see me soon. All right, Mo, where are you at? Oh, David. I'm sorry, David. I never know. I never know when you're going to come in and like grab the mic. And the question is, what have I learned in 2020? 
Well, the last like 18 months, like I one sentence or less. And both of you have failed at that. Those slow is smooth and smooth is fast. That's what I've what learned. Is what does that mean? Slow don't, is smooth and smooth is fast. If he fast. has to explain it, then we're killing this whole one sentence yeah, thing, right? Yeah, seriously. Just yeah, let but, all right, but I'm intrigued. I've bitten. So <laughs> I've learned that in 2020, I needed to slow down in order to learn how to speed up. So I needed to take some time in getting down some fundamentals and reevaluating beliefs, um, things that I wanted to do, um, how I went about doing things, what my position is at ProADU. I've evaluated all those things in the last 18 months. And I've tried to slow down to be like, you know, this, this task, this passion, this thing, whatever it is that I'm slowing down on, I need to spend some time in reevaluating the baby steps so that I can stand up and run when 2021 breaks those gates. That was a rhyme. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, I don't know. Yeah. It's already 2021. I know, but, but you said so, last 18 months. So, you so feel, like I had to spend. Do you feel like the gates are about to open? Or oh, the gates have already open. They're already open. Yeah. The where are you are at? Open and the, the, have the you gone through those gates? Am I through the gate? Like the gates to everything. They're wide open. The gates to more door. Everything. Like, I get, I mean, as everybody. David is woke now. Let's just call this what it is. But I love a Monday, right? I love a Monday board. I love a Monday. Because a Monday is the first day that like open up the floodgates to the whole rest of your week. So, all right, Mo, you're up. You up, Mo. (laughs) I learned that anything is possible. Hey. Wow, in one sentence. Damn, you that. Okay, the well, only person that followed the goddamn directions. One sentence, but then y'all made me explain <laughs> some shit. <laughs> All right, so moving on, Dawn, um, I want to move to you and ask the question about, have you ever worked in a set that had CGI? And if not, what was your first thought when you were like, uh, all right, we're creating a bunch of images for CGI? Right. Like, what is that? So, no, this was my first experience. I've done a lot of photo shoots, but I've never been a part of this, so thank you guys. It was so exciting. Um, for me, I don't know. I, I guess some of my first thoughts were like, okay, first of all, I, I'm glad I have a huge imagination and I can just kind of picture where I'm at. Um, but just to be able to experience it all and get out there and then to see the before and the after and kind of see it on the screen and then I'm going to see it all come to life is just so exciting. And I don't know, I never thought I would be able to do something like this. So it's, it's very, um, exhilarating to say the least. So when someone like Dustin says that, Hey, we can like photograph you on gray Mm -hmm. from all these angles, all these awesome wardrobes, and then like put you in a scene. Do you believe that like that scene looks real and like 99% of people would just say that's a real scene or like do you have doubts still? I don't even think I have doubts. I think I'm just like all into the point where I'm like I think it's just going to be epic. I think that I don't know. I mean, the technology nowadays like blows my mind. So, when you guys asked me to be a part of this project, I was like, "Yes, I'm down." And I don't know, I'm really excited to see it. I loved the fucking wardrobe. So, Mo, I'm going to throw the question over to you like when you, like you have much more experience watching and editing Dustin's first CGI tutorial, so Mo's Mo's got a, a, a several jobs at ProEDU and she edits and also does wardrobe styling. So going into this, like like how did CGI influence how you styled and picked out the clothes? If if it did, honestly, I was kind of hung up on it at first because. Um, I think that I have to, I don't know, you can say, call it visual, tactile. I have to have a representative, I have to have something in front of me, a landmark, something that kind of really shows me what I can accomplish. And this was like CGI seemed kind of vast in that, uh, kind of form, you know, like I, I, I didn't know how far I could push boundaries, and so I, I wanted to have at least, I don't know, at least three. Um, I wanted three solid outfits that fit into multiple scenes, and uh, I wasn't sure how the posing could go, so I wanted the, the outfits to have nice silhouettes or lots of draping. I wasn't sure what fabrics I could use, so I... I made sure I chose like opaque ones. You Girl, know? I don't even know why you were I like just, nervous. You like killed I was it. So nervous. She was so nervous, and I'm like, she came over and we tried things on, and then today, like, she slayed. 
It's like no. she's been a stylist before. No, but she's I telling like, us she's never done this. I like called has. her every she single knows. day. She's every single day for like a week and was just like, Can I just like come over and like pick your pick your closet? But really I was just like, I'm also gonna bring a bunch of things for you to try on and well, pick your closet. So in a f- but in a former life too, and this is just, a conversation and a, something I'd throw up to David. She is a stylist with men that she's been styling them in, in that she's a barber and a very talented hairstylist, mostly for men, but f- really for either gender. I didn't know that. For, for so many years. It's not so binary. Like, so so why, I, I why I said that maybe David should jump in to uh, unpack, so to speak, what, what I'm saying is that <laughs> like when you have a creative Did you just specialty, ask David to mansplain? What I was saying? Oh. No, not okay, at all. Okay, I just wanted to double check. No. I'm sorry. Oh, so no. I'm about to lay out. Sure? I'm about to lay out what I'm talking about. So in, in one, a, in, in, one in, in a creative field, <laughs> in a creative field, right? Yeah, and you know, props. Not, I don't mm-hmm. like that. I don't like that. Burn. In a creative field, you can be good at one thing, and then there could be several things similar to that. But because you're good at that one thing, you're able to get better at those two or three things kind of similar but have nothing to do with it so david where does that come from and why so our brain does have a a a level of redundancy but for the most part the human brain is not mapped the neural pathways don't form um specific to like trying to create backup files for itself so as somebody develops skill sets in certain domains technical term then uh, they're transferable to domains that are similar. So if you, for instance, are somebody who's a sketch artist, you're going to be more likely to pick up painting or things that are related or have similarities. Don't bother EDU none. Then if not. I'm sorry. What David's trying to say is is there are soft skills. And people see them as soft skills, but they're actually the super hard diamond skills that you can take from any job, anytime, any place. And as long as you know people and you have a little bit of taste and you're a hard worker and you're flexible (laughs) with, you know, collaborating with other people's ideas and you're able to build on that without including your ego on it. That's the shit in your brain that happens that David was trying to explain. But, uh, so oh. I just, I, I feel the need to chime in here. Well, it's go not ahead, really please, a need, it's more please. of a desire. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. like most things. Um, I think there's also this element, right, of, of just sort of self deprecation that comes from people who are really ridiculously creatively talented. And, uh, you know, like Mo literally killed it. Like she killed it. And she I've, done. I've worked, I mean, this is what I do. I shoot fashion. I shoot editorial work. I, I work with designers. I work with design houses. I work with stylists and it was beautiful. Like mm-hmm. the, the selection that she chose was really compelling. Mm-hmm. And the entire day when we were talking leading up to this, it was like, well, is this, this, is this, that. And I think artists, at least the way that I define them, struggle with self-doubt no matter how advanced that they are. So, you know, when... Mo came to me and I looked at what she did. I was almost expecting that. Like with the caliber of people that I work with on a regular basis, you think, oh, you get to this tier of artistry and suddenly people are like, oh, I'm amazing. I'm wonderful. Everything I do is fantastic. And the people at the top are just like, I don't know if I'm good. I'm an imposter. I shouldn't be here. This is fucked up. Everything is wrong. Blah, blah, blah. So, and, and, and so that, that's what I feel with this. It's like people who are genuinely talented and especially impassioned even more than talent. Um, and, I didn't mean to use that word talent, David. Please don't fry me for that. Uh, but I think people who are really impassioned and driven, like we have a tendency to, to diminish. And that's that's just an element of that. Yeah, but that's the beauty in it. If you're willing to like pick at yourself and really overthink, it means you really care. Oh, I agree. And I think so. it's an indicator, but it's also, it's a challenge, like yeah. so many things, you know? So it's, it's a lot. But yeah, yeah you're, you're awesome, though. That's where I'm going. She's like, that was a really it. long-winded way of me interrupting. Okay, but I'm not a stylist, so I think, like, just being thrown. I'm, thank you. Thank you. Um, wow. It was so easy, though, to have a Barbie to dress up. Like, oh. literally, I was saying this early. Oh. I was saying this earlier. 
My parents never bought me this life-size Barbie. I wanted it so bad. I was like, oh, my God. Aww. I want the dress she's wearing, and I want to put her in my clothes. And Wait, I, like, there were life-size Barbies? I yes. too. Yeah. As, as a kid, there I were. creepy Who as sold it sounds. How do you keep these creepy. in stock? That takes up a lot like, of shelf whoever, space. Who bought them? No, That's my question. How much were they? <laughs> I guess a they're sold as Barbie? mannequins now, but they were, like, mm, super busty and, like, you know... <laughs> not great for um, body positivity. But Wait, all right, so back up. Where did you first see this advertised? Was it in like a print catalog? Was it on like a probably late night a TV, TV commercial? Mm-hmm. Um, Call now. My dad let get me your second one with free. Just pay shipping and handling. Was are it you one talking of those about things? the full ones? How much does shipping and like handling cost on a full-size like bar? It's like a giant Barbie minimum. that's like four foot tall, and you can put I know what your you're clothes about. on it. Yeah, and it's like basically a big dog. So, yeah, I never got one. And like it never really comes to comes to life until like I'm right. presented with a challenge like this where I have to like provide an aesthetic or, or dress something. And I'm not talking about turkeys. I'm not talking about hair. But I'm like I'm fabric, mm, uh, like vibes, mm-hmm. like certain thi- like hair is different. I feel like that's a whole different form of expression, just like cooking. But like, I, I, I literally but I, I don't want to step on your toes because, well, I do want to step on your toes. So Go ahead. Stay strong. But you were, they can take it. You were literally just like, okay, but I had this person. Like, I literally just talked about being self-deprecating. And then you were like, but I had this archetype to dress. And so it was still diminishing. Like, that was still you. It doesn't matter who you have there. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's independent of your skill set. So it just happened to have, like, this wasn't because of her. And don't get me wrong, Dawn's amazing. Like, one of the best models I've yeah, worked with. Yeah, but I agree with this. In as long as I can remember. But, like, you step back in and you got the compliment. And then the automatic response to the compliment was, right. but the only reason is because this, because I'm not really that. Okay, well, um, that's fair. <laughs> but I'm She's just like, saying. Touche. I, <laughs> I see you. I also I have a little light. That has something to say. Um, I never would have. I never would have been presented with that opportunity to. I like that was never a skill set that I thought I had until this happened, though. And it, I think that but that was a skill set you earned. It wasn't but given that was, to you. No, like but you that demonstrated was, that yes. like you could do it, and like it, it's been. I mean, over the last year, have you been like already doing this in other and then sets, you did but it. Un, but not asked to do it in other sets, and it was like. The, you were the first person that came to mind when it was like, who's going to like style this? It's like, well, well and I, 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 I know, I, but if we're talking about style and what everything that Johnny said earlier and, and how he adorns himself and how he styles himself, I can't style myself the same way Johnny styles himself. But that's, I mean, th- that's, form that's of not self, what like, I don't think I would hire someone because they style themselves. I'm not talking about you know that. I mean? I'm just talking about like, it's something that I never knew I had until this opportunity presented itself. And, and now we all know you have now it. Now we all have know it, it. Like to an extreme. I wear, I wear, I wear, I wear, those, I wear the you pajamas were a professional to the gas station. This. You put no, this on I was your resume. Yeah. No, okay. Like, that's that's not, I don't want to get into professional that. Professional hairstylist saying, transfers to a professional what you look other places on your body stylist. All I'm saying is expression doesn't have to be on yourself. No, absolutely. In your not. work, it could be on somebody else. It, you can be a muse for other people. You can be a part of of a machine. You can be, you know, you can be a a collaborative piece that without without it and nothing would work, you know. Wow. David, did you have something to say? <laughs> David's all. watching no. Instagram okay. stories. He's on, <laughs> like on TikTok. That was my cue. Wow. It was too heavy. I'm going to go. But no, I mean, that, but see, in, in kind of just to come up on the coattails of that, I think that's why fashion is important to me. You know, I, I think fashion is expression. And like Karl Lagerfeld said that like fashion is not a specific look. It's how you wear that look. Mm. So it can be a couture gown or it could be jeans and a T-shirt like it's it's how you embody that and what it means to you and how it represents you. Oh yeah. Um yeah, so I mean we we can go on and on about this like but no ultimately you you really did an amazing job. She it was did. it was an honor to work with you and that's that's really where I'm going to end this like you're fucking awesome. Yeah. So no, but I also like I mean I researched 
both of you. You guys probably don't know this, but I looked at both of your pictures. I, I researched your style. I researched your style. I looked at your length of hair. I look like I looked at every facet of the other parts of this machine of this whole process. But that's that's and I tried to take that into consideration. That's the point. That's you're the you're reinforcing you this. So this is what great stylists do. Yeah. I know, yeah. but yeah. like I, that's what I'm saying. I can't. I can't just like take this like as like oh you killed it like. All of you guys killed it. No, like, but yeah, of course. It. This, this was a so collective like, effort, but everyone brought their A game, including you. That's where I'm going with this. Like, I'm not trying to say I that know, this couldn't have happened without you. Like, any of us ultimately were replaceable, but we came together and did something yeah. amazing. I don't think you're was, replaceable. Was, was I don't know if I would have been able you. to work with the same people. Quite frankly, I'm just not a people person. Like, that's, that's also yeah, why a lot of us like got along. We're all pretty jaded. Oh, very well-bred yeah. crew. So yeah, absolutely. Going but, back to fashion and how you yeah. said like you have to pull off anything, and it's about how you wear it. That's yeah. the fun part about being a model or a mannequin. Like if you get put in a fucking trash bag, you gotta rock that shit. So it's I think that that's like part of the joy and the fun of it, and also the joy and the fun of working with someone who's styling for the first time. It, it's about. It's not even about. It's about the whole experience, and it's almost just about the people you're working with on set and having fun more For than, sure. Oh. Yeah. I, and, I, like, I feel like with, I don't know, with styling, like, I've never been somebody who puts a huge amount of stock into expensive brand name things or anything like that. I think that if you can replicate something that looks name brand or even make it better than that, great. But if it, you know... You just so so. How much did we spend on all the clothes today, Mo? Oh, it, like me. Well, I bought things that like so. Donna, she's taller than I am. I know, but like but that's we wear the question. same well, there's size. No, there's so no quantifier like, here. Just why like, does how it much matter? I'm keeping a couple of those. Doesn't matter. Bralettes, how much did we spend today? Uh, I think 80, 80 bucks. I don't know how much so dry eight, cleaning is. So eighty dollars for how many looks did we do today, Johnny? I mean, shit. In the end, probably six. So, so you just like double downed on your style approach because you stuck true to your thrifty values. No, but no. like I took, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I like yeah. robbed, I showed up at her door and I was like, he's mansplaining. Give me your lingerie. Try these on. Show up at my house at 7 a.m. Bye. <laughs> like that's, I don't know. Worth I, it. Worth it. Uh, but like that's what, coming. anyway, I was saying to Mo earlier how fun you guys are. And I was telling you earlier as well, like, okay, being on set, it sucks when you work with people who have their little nose up in the air and they're like, oh, and they just do their thing. But it's really fun to work with a group of people who are just literally trying to capture a great image and have a good time. And just, you guys are just so awesome. What would you, it. how would you describe like the average set? And where I want to take this is like, how would you then just advise photographers that might mm -hmm. be new to working with models? You know, yeah, I mean? yeah, like, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that average set can be kind of dull at times. I feel like everyone um, comes to the table, they bring their part to the table, and then they all kind of aren't comfortable, and it's kind of hard to click with each other at first. And I feel most comfortable when I get on set with people who just don't give a fuck, and they're just happy, and they're excited, and their energy is just, just like glows in a sense and they're just goofy and relaxed and I don't know I would say for photographers who are getting into the industry and they've never done it before you know think about the people you have on your set think about your stylist and your makeup artist and the people you want to bring to your team because no one wants to work with someone who's just stuck up and thinks they're the shit like no this and is so hard to have the conversation when like a pack of bubble gum like went through the air and then now Johnny no, is shooting David in the middle of, like <laughs> across the table. But I digress. Mo, what were you saying? I didn't mean to add to what you were saying. I think that that even applies to what happened. Like we all got kind of caught up in the end process. Like during pre-production, we all had like a little bit of tension mm -hmm. at different points in the whole. You know. I mean, it, ha it happens. It happens. Yeah. But if if everybody just sticks to what they know, what they showed up for, you know, like right. I'm in charge of capturing a good image. I'm in charge of making sure like my posing and like, mm -hmm. like stick to that. The dream team. And then all of the parts of together. that machine. Yeah, it's like a little puzzle and it all comes run. together. Yeah. yeah. And so. Calm down, Rob Green. <laughs> Jesus. 
Okay, wrong don't one. tell me to wrong calm down. One. And my name's wrong not Rob. One. What the hell? I meant to hit this one. Did we just become friends? No. Oh my God, that was <laughs> that is me. Did we just become friends. That was me. That was me. That's you. That's me. I did. And did we just become friends? We just become friends. I do. I mean, we've voices. been friends for a while. Come on. Come on. God damn it! It's just Gary. a fun. So, it's not fun it's anymore. It's been a while since I pressed I these buttons. Think, okay, I've been missing the buttons. Random, but I think that like, um, from my perspective, being the model, there have been so many models I've worked with who just kind of suck. Like, and I've gotten to the point in my career and for fun where I'm like, I'm gonna be my quirky, dorky, awkward self, and if you don't like that, it's fine. But I'm gonna be confident in that. And so, like, again, like you're saying, if everyone just brings their part to the table and does the best that they can, it all works out. And right. people in this industry are just so You weren't hired. Off. You weren't hired to have a say. Like, Johnny wasn't hired to model or do CGI or do anything like the that. The night's not over. He was, he was, he was hired <laughs> to, you know, like, it... So, you know, I mean, just just in my opinion, too, like we're coming to kind of a salient point about creative teams. You know, I get asked a lot why I started shooting fashion. And, and the funny thing is, like, I think a lot of fashion can be very, like, vacuous and hollow. You know, and I'm all for vanity, but it's just this bit of, like, exploitative. Um, there's exploitative elements to fashion that I really don't agree with in the fashion industry. And I can't even get into environmental waste and all of that type of stuff. But ultimately, it's coming together on teams where you have all of these really hyper-talented genuinely passionate people who are amazing at what they do, who come together collectively to create um, under this unified banner of a concept and then bring something to life that individually would have been absolutely impossible. And, and that's really what this is all about. Um, and so, you know, I love it. We, we definitely, we butted heads. Like all of us were trying to kind of give our opinions at one point And then we're just like, Hey, listen, we're all great at what we do. Let's just get the fuck out of the way and all be great at what we do and create something great. And as soon as that happened, we moved into that space. And I'm not yeah. saying it's that easy to just no. be like, oh, go do your own thing. But it's funny because we were all kind of saying the same thing, but differently. Absolutely. And like we were just it was like not synonyms for the same word. What everyone else was never, saying, and therefore being like, oh no, like listen to me more. I never right. viewed that as conflict. That was just creative energy coming out. Like I think at the end of the day, like you said, like creatives are just expressing, and in this case, expressing the same scene, but from multiple different actors. Yeah. Like, right. so, so each it, person it, had it their wasn't conflict, role. but at the same time, it wasn't everyone is laughing, having a good time going forward. Like, well, let me, let me say dissonance then, like yeah, for semantics, like maybe there dissonance. Was, there, was, there was, but there, we it, didn't know where we were going. And how we were, like, cause what we did this week was fucking like crazy and ha actually hasn't been done before. So like, Props right. to everyone that was part of this because, like, Brand this new. is awesome, and like, this has not been done before. At this, at this really? Level. What do you no, mean? Uh, not at all. No, not at this no, level. No, not no. not a, a photography oh. uh, tutorial that has incorporated. Like, we've built a studio, so mm -hmm. the tutorial that someone gets is a studio that you can walk around in. This was actually a remake of the first tutorial we did, where we remade Mark Seliger's Oscar studio. Uh, Jeff looked at where Mark Seliger shoots the Oscars. They built a studio on set. We rebuilt the whole thing, and that comes with the first tutorial on CGI we made. This time, we were like, all right, let's fill it with props that Jeff also made and Dustin kind of refined. Let's build a bigger studio. Let's have all this dynamic light and uh, uh, Lowell Richardson lights, like, movable and flaggable. And let's create this entire like, environment that is like a photographer can work in if they only have a small room to shoot in in their home. So mm. this whole tutorial is an exercise in you can shoot a person, which most people do, like they shoot people mm -hmm. in some form or fashion. And most people are, are limited in that. There's a background, there's like an environment they can't get to or they don't have these props. So what we put together, yeah, hadn't been done yet. Well, and I, I, I have to just chime in from my side too. The funny thing is when, you know, Gary and David invited me to be here for this, initially I was just going to be working production. And then it became something where I was going to be involved. And then I became very <laughs> deeply involved in, you know, being kind of a talent portion. Yes, Mo. Um, I became very, you know, deeply involved in the talent portion of things. And to be honest, I walked into this very kind of apprehensive and almost uncomfortable because I won't say that I'm a purist necessarily, but I love shooting film. And I'm the first person, if you know my work or you see me posting, you know, in the, all of these different forums on social media, I'm like, I don't really retouch much. 
I don't really edit much. So then to be walking into this place where it's like I we're shooting something that's going to be not only retouched to some extent, but also like put into a completely different environment. There was almost sort of this conflict where I'm like, am I okay with this? Like, am I here? For yeah, the I mean, reasons? it's been interesting because we've had a lot of conversations with some really well-known photographers about this very thing and trying to explain to various sources basically the concept that we have for bringing CGI and portraiture together. And everything you're expressing right now has been echoed by some of the the top people in the yeah. fields like yeah. they've basically we've called them and they've basically been like I don't get it I don't understand it I don't understand how I would shoot it and that was really something that we felt that we had to explain because at the end of the day I mean a good portion of people who come to pro edu love portraiture and we just see this as an opportunity to expand portraiture not a not a threat not taking away from because as you just experienced you took the photos still yeah it's just about creating a different background and an almost infinite environment plus i mean you're a photographer for how many years professionally four now so how many images do you think you have stowed away on hard drives i mean that have never seen the light of day at least a hundred thousand. Yeah, so a hundred thousand possibilities to for yeah. something that would have just so lived say, on a hard drive to be reborn. Today's quantity was way low. You would say at that rate, <laughs> but the quality was really high. <laughs> but in general, you see math, where I'm going. Baby. Like it, it gives you the ability to rebirth so much of your content that you've created in the past that maybe landed on the cutting room floor originally, but now you want to go to a whole other place with. So. And, and, and that's, I think that's the really big thing, right? Like going back to this idea of film, which is where I started and the romanticism of that, I'm going to be completely honest. Like I have the same sort of giddiness right now. You know, you shoot film and whether you're developing it yourself or sending it out to a lab, there's this like languid period where you wait. You yeah. don't yeah. know what you have. And so now I'm waiting for you know, Dustin and Jeff to put this together. And I'm like, what is this going to look like? And so I'm yeah, kind of on right. pins and needles, which is great for me. Like I'm excited. I'm literally excited to see. And so, I'm also excited just talking about making this stuff accessible. Like I've worked my ass off to have my studio. And I've also been very fortunate. Like hard work doesn't necessarily just result in opportunity. Of course not. So there's a lot of people who don't have that space, who don't have this opportunity. And now someone can shoot in their bedroom yep. and then suddenly have oliphant canvases to work with or warehouses to work with and i love that this expands an aesthetic to people who otherwise may not have yeah. access to it and it drives me so what do you what would make you the most excited a new light technology a new lens technology or a new camera sensor technology which one of those like gets you the most oh excited my God. big question <laughs> i mean i, I Probably light, to be completely honest, between all of us. I think camera sensors, I mean, we're literally getting to the point where when our sensors get better, we're going to see people's, you know, like auras and spirits. And <laughs> oh I think that's just going to, I don't want to retouch someone's we're soul. We're see their past life. Yeah, that's, that's so fucked good. up. Yeah. Like so I, how, I, yeah, so how I view CGI is you can innovate all three of those all at once, depending on how you approach it's an the intersection. CGI project. So with, with lighting, holy shit, like when you can put light where you want it and subtract it where you don't, that's what all, every photographer wants. Absolutely. And you're usually limited by a power setting yeah. or a modifier setting or just like a quantity of light setting. With CGI, you don't have that. So if well, you can think about where you want to put light and where you don't want it at what power levels and also how it could interact with like a sensor or and then mix absolutely. in with the lens. In, in the environment Holy and fuck, textures. Now we're, like, now we're cinematic, baby. Well, and I, I, I look at this, right, as light and shadow being a sort of language. Um, and then I think that CGI expands this so you can be multilingual, you know, so you can travel anywhere and speak any language. Um, and the, the possibilities of that are endless. So I came into this and, and we had this discussion, but I was apprehensive and I was, there was kind of an affront and I'm like worried about this and I'm like, fuck, like this is rad. Like, will I use it frequently in my own work as of right now? Probably not like an everyday thing. Will I offer this to my clients as an option or will I reach out to new clients because I have this option in my toolkit? Absolutely. So, you know, I don't think that this is something to be afraid of. I think this is something to embrace and it's not something that's diminishing. It's empowering. And it's just how we relate to it and how we interact with it. Like, like all developments, like all, especially technological developments. Well spoken. Wow. Have you ever had a client, experience. like a portrait client come to you like with 
a mood board or a storyboard and they provide elements in a scene that your studio doesn't like you don't feel like you can achieve absolutely Absolutely. I mean, and people come to me with locations all the time. I've literally had people come to me, you know, with these photos that were shot on editorial for, let's say, Vogue, whatever, at a, at a castle in, you know, Frankfurt, Germany or something like that. And yeah, it's where like, like it must be ridiculous to get permits to even like go there, let alone video or like take pictures. Outside of, com you know, commercial work, we're talking about an individual. And now like I the funny thing is I look at those photos and I'm like, OK, I, I actually in most cases know designers who can create a piece, you know, a garment like that, wardrobe like that. I know I can light it. So you like know that. you can light it. You know you have a wardrobe stylist. Point, you know you have point being in, Environmentally, yeah. like I'm very limited environmentally, and that's what this opens me up to. And, you know, I've been very apprehensive to deal with compositing in the past, and, like, I know some brilliant composite artists, like people who literally blow my mind and who I look at, and I'm like, I'm not even an artist because in, you know, the shadow of their work, I'm nothing. But... You know, I, I don't I don't want to shoot something for a bit that's pre-existing. And so now we have this opportunity where I can say, this is what I created in my studio. And then we can create around what I created. So in a way, I can maintain my artistic integrity and at the same time deliver Somebody something. Somebody can build off of it too. Absolutely. Yeah. And then yeah. someone else can maintain their artistic yeah. integrity and we can create a project that is just superlative. And that's amazing. That's the dream, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. What's your dream? My dream? Yeah. Um, that's kind of a broad question. Am I supposed to do this in one sentence or? It's up to you. Up to me. Totally up Less to than you. three sentences. I don't even know. I think a goal in my life has always been to um, have a degree as a woman. And I'm in school right now for interior She wants design. the D. Yes. <laughs> I do want that, but I also want the degree. The D stands Sorry, for so degree, what, though. What are you going so, for? What are you doing? Press. So I study interior design right now. Oh, and cool. I actually just started a job, so I'm an interior designer, and I love it. I love being able. fucking lations. Thank you. I know. I'm, and, you know, I work so hard, and I feel like I'm finally starting to see that pay off. And... Um, I was, the way I was raised was in a way where it was like, oh, you know, you just get married to a man and he pays for everything and you don't have to do that. And like, just have a trampoline and a golden retriever and four kids and like, don't do anything with your life. I'm like, no, fuck that. Fuck that so hard. So I'm going to get a degree. I'm going to chase my dreams, which is why I'm here. And so to see that pay off, that's good. Um, but yeah, I would say that's part of the dream but you know so, i feel like it change every day so i can't say that that is the dream because who knows but can we right, also so, kind of recognize for a second i just want to say this that like yeah. based on what you just said you're fucking like living into your dream right now which i think is huge like i don't know i, I wish because if you don't mind me asking how old are you 25 i wish <laughs> i would have been living into my dream at 25 um oh. You know, a decade of difference, and it's not an O thing. Like, don't don't feel bad for me. I, I maybe feel a little bad I for me. I feel like I'm 35. I, I bet I you were living like a really good life. At I mean, 25, Johnny. It was a Come different on. life. It was a different life. But no, I, I think I think that's beautiful though, because like so many people that I meet are like, if only, or I want to, but, and there's all of these exclusionary bits that like prevent them, and you're just like, this is what I want to do, and I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. And I think that applies so much to this, to art, to photography, to pro edu, and it's like, listen, if you want to do this, then put in the effort, and it requires effort, and mm -hmm. fucking do it because you can. Right. If you want it bad enough, and if you take the steps just toward that consistently, chase it. You gotta yeah. go for it. Just go for it. It's it's literally within your. That's grasp. all it is. I mean, you can achieve anything you want as long as you actually are stubborn enough to say, "I'm gonna do it." I love that and you said stubborn it. enough, not I'm like such consistent a stubborn enough. Person. I, I no. am too. Hard. Oh my god, AF. I have so many friends who just like they're like, eh. I'm like, and then they're like, I don't know, I don't have this. I'm like, I don't know, maybe because you're not trying. If you don't <laughs> try, you're not going to get that. It's just yeah. kind of simple. Love that. All right, so Don, I'm going to ask the same question I asked Johnny. If you could have three things, and it would be uh, the best interior chair design, mm -hmm. the best interior couch design, or the best interior drape design, what would it be? Every interior designer who listens to this podcast, which is probably like one and a half, is judging you on this right I now. I know. No pressure. What was the last right? one? I didn't hear it. Drapes. 
drape. Oh, yeah. drapery. Is, if there was oh like, my God. The, like okay. a new development in either one of those technologies. Okay, so, is there a difference between drapes and curtains? I mean, if you're a real interior designer, you never say curtains. You always say draperies. My professor gets on to me all the time. She's like, uh-uh, done. Either one, you're inventing a new way to do it and... It, it is what it is, and your name's going to be on. So which one do you get so, most excited about? Oh, my God, I don't know. So actually, my specialty is lighting. I, I oh. really find a lot of joy in shiny things and, like, chandeliers and lights. But out of the options you've given me, I don't know. I mean. Well, you just answered that. So, so yeah, lighting. But, lighting. like, I would and say that's, that that's out of all the options too, you gave that's, me. That's a huge part of it. Why, 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 I was just trying why to are you driven by lighting? Like, what? I don't know. So, people have always said, like, I have a little bit of a spark about me. And, like, they're like, wow, when you're around people, you just have this presence about you. And it just kind of it reflects. And it's like, you're a little light. And I, so what were which your parents is such like? a compliment. What were your parents like? Oh, should we get into that? Well, I mean, just like, uh, like in one sentence or less. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> you said not to talk <laughs> politics, but so I'm trying to think of how to word this. Characteristics, mm-hmm. not politics. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, that's tough. I don't know. Quirky, um, like what do they wear? Like um, describe the outfit they, of one of let's them Let's just say that they attend church four times a week. And my mom kind of lives like she's living a lifestyle in the 40s. And I watched a lot of House, and Prairie, uh, House of the Prairie growing up. So if All that right. explains anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. But yeah. Can I just say outside yeah. of politics, I love prairie dresses. Oh, oh my God. I mean, what's... I have That's one back in, over though. there. It's, I mean, it's like, like a Dolores Target, dress. Have you guys seen like the things at Target? It's very prairie style. Well, I got this from a theater company and weighs like 20 pounds. So <laughs> where do you think Target is pulling most of their fashion? Right now, it's hard to tell. Is it? Is that always a known thing? And I I'm asking just because I don't know. I'm obsessed I, with Target's clothes. I, I, I don't think it's always a known thing. And I think it's because, you know, once again, I said I didn't want to get into the environmental elements and the labor elements of fashion. But y- you kind of want to cover your paper trail if you're doing something that doesn't exactly have um, an immense amount of morality to it. I'm not saying it. how you make it. I'm saying, like, just the style of it. Like, where does it come from? Where are they com- who, who's, who's dictating and making the decisions of... You know, how are we I mean, to know Target is a consumer of big data, that. so I mean, tar- thing. You, you guys tar- Target is to the Devil Wears Prada. There's just this lady that sits in the office and tells okay, you what so, the okay. difference so, is so, between teal. Right. No more whiskey. Okay, here's my no question, Gary. Do I do we get to ask you questions or do you just ask so, us questions? No, that's yes, no, yeah. Oh, I get to ask you. Please, can I ask you a question? Oh, finally, free to ask questions. Okay, what's the tattoo on your arm? Which one? Which one? Uh, well, I'm going to go with the one on your left arm. The uh, guy. Like, the left arm is my dad, and it's it's a, an ode to him in Vietnam and mm. Germany during the 70s. And the right arm, to mm. answer your follow-up question, mm. is his father in World War II, and it's the story of him breaking out of POW camp. Whoa. Yeah. So can I, can I ask a follow-up question to that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, if someone were to get a tattoo of you mm-hmm. in a dedication type of way, what, what type of imagery would that include that, that would honor you? I would say an ice cream cone, uh, <laughs> oh some God. black cats, maybe an M90. Uh, You're allergic to cats. A sawed-off 410 shotgun. A sawed-off 410 shotgun. Put your pants back on, David. And, oh, my uh, God. Probably, like, a Miller High Life that might be, like... A PBR. Like, like, no, like, a Miller High Life a can. Yes. But it's got a hole at the bottom. It's spraying yeah. out, and then, like... So, like, the I'm, shotgun While someone's can? drinking it, it's coming out the bottom, like, high pressure. Can I be the person drinking warm, the can too. in this I don't tattoo? know how you'd make a warm High Life tattoo of a can. Uh, it's, I mean, it's color that, temperature, it right? Like, can. photography. We're yeah. just going to warm that. Yeah. I have a few funny stories about tattoos. So, my mom always told me, she was like, Don, if you come home with a tattoo before you are 18... You're going to have to get a tattoo of my face right next to it. So I was kind of a, you know, terrible child. No teenager. way. Stubborn. Yeah. No. Well, just a little, just a little bit. Do you have a and tattoo of your mom? I know, but here's oh. you. Oh. So you kind of ruined the story, but I called my mom and I faked crying and I was like, mom, I made a mistake. Don't hate me. And she's like, what? What did you do? She like, no. She's like, did you have sex with someone? I'm like, no, no, no. I just... I got a tattoo. And she's like, no, you did. You know what I said. Blah, 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 blah. And like- This it, is before you're 18. But I, I'm faking it, right? I'm like, I got a tattoo of a dick, but I'm going to get your face next to it. She was so mad, but I envisioned this whole like dick and my mom's face next to it. Oh my God. Was it circumcised or uncircumcised um, in this it fantasy? Was, it was circumcised, okay. definitely. In so my we got, like, it was an American dick. Yeah, big balls. Big balls. <laughs> 
You know, I, personally, I think tattoos are offensive. Honestly, right? yeah, they're they're, they're they're an affront to the temple that is the human body. When did, that's when a did marker. you get your last it took tattoo, like Johnny? Half an hour last one? night, I was so, just drawing Oliver his Oliver's head. Oh, body. that's a marker. This is a giant that's birthmark. Animal. That's the thing. It really upsets me it's when people birthmark. ask me about my tattoos. I was born like this, and they're like, "Oh, what's that giant skull on your head?" And I'm like, "It's like you know my vor- version of the Boris Yeltsin thing," and it's I'm sensitive <laughs> about it. I've always been made fun of. I feel like I should have asked you what your tattoos mean because you've got a lot. I mean, I'm here for yeah. it. Yeah, why aren't people asking? Yeah, me what's questions? okay? What's up I'm with sad. your tattoos? Which one? All of them. Let's I mean, go through I mean, it as fast oh as possible. And this one is sentence. a podcast episode. No, so I mean, everything. It's literally we one got, tattoo got that's slowly taking over my body. So I mean, I'll just talk about my head because it's what's the most obvious right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had this whole bodysuit planned, and we're pretty well into it. David's uh, on drugs. Uh, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> He's on drugs. It's okay. Drugs only, are cool. Yeah, it's just all, kidding. Just, don't do drugs. He's stealing fire. <laughs> don't talk your way out of it. No, Don's, Don's over here just talking about calling her mom. <laughs> are you I'm still on that like mom dick thing? <laughs> we moved out that. <laughs> so David, what was the picture of the dick that you imagined when she said? David yeah, might actually what die. What was that tattoo see? dick? Was there a like? condom yeah. on it or? No, Ooh, it doesn't like even that. matter what it looked like. It's just it does to me. It does to me. That is a great joke. That's a great joke. I really got her. And it wasn't even April Fool's. It's not even a joke. It's a story. story. No. (laughs) But the fact that she's playing the joke on her mom, I would have loved if my mother would have been like, if you ever get a tattoo, you got to tattoo my face right next to it because that would have been the <laughs> 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 My mother was like, I'll, t- I'll disown yeah. you. Like, I don't know. I that's, can't, that's I can't why roll with that. That joke fucks. I don't know. So, <laughs> story fucks. Oh, I have another funny tattoo story while we're on this. I know we only have a yeah, few minutes no. left. If but, you um, tell um, another story, well. David might fucking die. Like, he's oh, good. he's two laughs away from cardiac arrest right now. No, not good. I don't want you to die. But Holy shit. I love just like fucking kill this guy. Oh, stop. I love tickling people's fancy. But as you know. Tickling people's what? Fancy. I love Tickling fancy. We I haven't been able to do that for really 18 months. COVID but as you mo- most of you know, like I'm pretty big on TikTok. And the other day I had this girl slide into my DMs and she's like, hey, can I use your face as that tattoo? And I was like, sure, girl. I was like, she doesn't mean that. And then I got like tagged in a bunch of things on Instagram. Where is it at? It's Where's in the, the t- so this girl got a tattoo of my face in the Netherlands. Where? Have you seen Where this? did she put on it her on thigh. her thigh? It was it like up, but up no, how close? It's how not close is her face to you? Like, um, it's uh, on like her like upper thigh. It's me. It's a, it's a photo on my it's, Instagram. I know, but is thigh, your mouth though, it's like is outer your mouth thigh. open okay. or closed? It's a modeling it photo, like, so I'm all like, you know. But then they put a boat above my head. Why? And then Hawaiian flowers underneath me. I will show you this later. What? And it's huge. I'm so and it's really conflicted bad. and upset about so it. And I'm just what's like, the story behind it? Like, why? I don't know. I I was like, thank you so much. Wow, I didn't think you were serious. And she's like, yeah, girl. Like, the they're getting this. She got this tattoo Three things that are important to me are boats, Hawaiian flowers, and, and Dawn, Dawn the model. Yeah, yes. I know. Like, what? Amazing. And like, also, this girl's from, like, the Netherlands. <laughs> and, like, who over there is going to be like, oh, my God, who's on your leg? And they're going to be like, oh, that's oh, Barbie Dawn off TikTok. And everyone's going to be like, who's that? I don't know. Maybe maybe you're at the point where people will know. She just flashes it and they're like, oh, that's fucking dope. Maybe you're uh, huge in the Netherlands. That bitch is maybe. great. I don't know, but yeah. She's huge in the nether regions is what she is <laughs> with the tattoo. It's a, re- it's a relative sizing thing. Yeah. Wow. What? So yeah, that, that, okay. that, I ran out of tattoo oh. jokes. But that's All right. So the next tattoo joke comes from... Uh, Oh, Mari, Mo, Mo's clearly done. I'm done. I'm hungry. I have She's one more. Hungry. I actually do have one more funny Ooh, story. Yeah. Oh my. Right, okay, close like, it out like, with the funny story. Here so we go. So I got ghosted once. This guy, I guess I shouldn't say his name because we're on a podcast. Say his name. His Let's name's Rob. Okay, Rob. Oh, if Rob. you listen to this, okay. Rob, why'd you ghost you, me? Rob. But anyway, so we were having sex in the dark a lot, and it was fun at first. Yeah, and it always yeah, is, it in is. The dark. I'm just like, yeah, this is dark. fun. And then I asked him, we were out for dinner. I was like, hey, can we like try having sex in the light? Like, oh, and right. he got really defensive. I'm like, oh, as a woman, I'm like, oh, I know you're hiding something. So, Prospect. you know, we're doing the deed in the dark. Was I run it? Across- was it? Uncircumcised. It was no, it was, no. <laughs> it was a tattoo of his mom eating a sausage. No, not that. But oh, no. so uh, anyway, I pull him out of me, run across the room, turn on the light, and I see what he's hiding, and it's just an ice cream cone on his ass. And I started laughing. I'm like, you didn't even put you sprinkles on it. You were having sex with Gucci man? No, no, no. But like, oh. I was like, Rob, is this why you're upset? Like, there's no sprinkles on it. Like, I'm giving him shit. He starts crying. He ghosts me. 
What? Anyway, I know. Rob it's a, started it's a big crying thing. over his ice cream. I film. know, but a couple months later, I run into him at Mission Taco, which is just you know. Russia. Oh, it would have been so cool <laughs> if it was in a. But this, I didn't Robin. even plan this. He comes up to my table with my new date, and he's like, "Oh my oh, god, no. Don, hi, how are you?" And I was like, "Rob, what's the scoop?" I did not. <laughs> wow. It came out naturally. He went away. So that's my last tattoo oh. story. Oh my god! All right, and, and on here that note, Bye. we thank you for listening. We're at yeah. fifty nine. Seven, eight okay. seconds. Johnny, thank you. Uh, yeah, We're going to be on a podcast tomorrow. So, uh, oh, we'll I'm coming tomorrow. back? Yeah. Oh, great. I feel Dawn, like I have so you. much to say. Of course. This, thank you, This guys. is actually the second tutorial you're in. If you mm-hmm. haven't seen Don first in our Jay Mayhew tutorial, oh, my God. Don is amazing. Mo is amazing. Gary Mo, is Mo acceptable. David, <laughs> thank you for crushing it. So far this week, it feels like we've actually wrapped, but we have most of the work to still to we do. We've got so much to do. Okay. And it's time for it. Dustin let's, to let's, prove let's, let's go to, let's that you can actually This was do amazing. Anything. Thank you guys so much for having me. Peace uh, out, I guess. Is, yeah. that, is that something yeah. people still say? Is Peace cool? out, girls. Go. Pro EDU is now unlimited. Get access to every single tutorial. Sign up at proedu.com today. But you, I'll take comfort in that. This podcast is officially over. See you next time. Never stop learning.